Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Eat, Pray, Thought Podcast. I am your head doctress, your number one thought ally, the over, the undisputed busty champion, and the overall baddest bitch ever. Um, a, you know, a busty star is born. Um, yes, I'm a busty star. Um, and I, I am born. Um, I am here. I am queer. I am ready. Um, welcome to episode 204 entitled Sex in the Motherfucking City. Um, Sex in the City is a film, even though the the inspiration really came. I've been watching a lot of Sex in the City. It's one of my. So I have like coping. I have coping shows or like comfort shows. I have comfort shows and comfort movies. So my comfort movie is waiting to excel mm. whenever i'm like really sad i watch or like i need a moment i watch waiting to excel and generally whenever like i'm having a moment um and generally my comfort show is sex in the city i've been watching sex i've been watching season two which great is, season which is highly triggering um <laughs> wait why is it triggering i just feel like just the whole like when he don't choose her and then yeah. And then he married and then he get engaged to Natasha. Fuck that bitch. Fuck, fuck, fuck that the the alien stick figure. Um mm. as Carrie calls her. We curly haired. What did they say? Oh yes, yes, yes. Um Damn, it's a Barbara Streisand movie too. Yes, we were just um, talking about how Barbara Katie. 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 Um Yeah, so yeah, so Sex and the is my go to comfort show. Um one of them I I would have to say probably one of the, like not the main reason because I wanted to move to New York City before I even watched but Sex in the City just really like yes it just confirmed it and then the first time I ever moved to New York Sex and the City movie came out so it was mm. very serendipitous perfect time um, exactly amen um, y'all I, so we'll start you know I'm going to start with giving an update um, the young man from episode 3 <laughs> Who at told me if um, offering him some booty would help him heal? Um, recently came back into um, oblivion and um, and you helped him heal? No, 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 because he lives in Chicago. Um, mm. Thank God. Um, anyways, he um, he said he would like to get to know each other better. I don't know what the what exactly that's going to lead to. It probably it might not lead to anything. Let me. I'm, positive it may lead to something it may not lead to anything um he has a large penis so i'm excited about that if it does if something does transpire i'm actually very excited it'd be the biggest dick i've ever definitely had in my life be careful with those oh, amen man, but... um <laughs> oh child is big um how big you want to see it? Y'all call me a size queen one episode. <laughs> Amber, if you say this one ain't big, then you you foolish. Okay, we are about... Mm. Hold on, what? He's about to show me a dick pic, y'all. So I'm about to have a live reaction to live, this dick pic. Live reaction. Live reaction. And I will describe the dick as well. I, I don't want you to describe the dick, please. Oh, I can't. No. It's not like I'm about to say the brother's name. You don't even know his name. You Damn. You don't. You see, okay, y'all see how he's No, I ain't trying to do I, that. I we were friends. But we just, he's, <laughs> it's very beginning. I'm trying to, ooh, where's the dick pic at? I know it's coming. He got a lot of dick pics, y'all. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> this is the only dick pic in, currently in my, my, my inbox. Ooh, child. Ooh. 
I found it the other. It was so easy. Do, 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 okay. Do, do. Here you go. Here you go. Okay, you hold go. on. I'm coming. No, Todd. Not that what type of doing. Not that type of coming. <laughs> I, 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 I told you. I told you. I told you. Okay, there's a, a couple of things to this dick, y'all. I, we are not describing this penis. I just have one thing to say is that men, gay, straight, trans, I, who cares? <laughs> Make sure that your dick pic isn't ashy. Mm. That's all I ask. I don't think it's ashy. It is ashy. It is? Mm-hmm. Let me see. Let Look, me, at, it's kind of ashy. It, or is it that? that's I the color? It might be the angle. It might be the color. I don't think it's ashy. But um, as oh, you know what, it's ashy because you see the tip isn't as ashy. Yeah, you're right. So we just need to make sure that we lotion our dicks. If he listens to the podcast, I apologize. I'm I promise you, Amber is the only the only person I've showed that dick pic to. And also, sir, um, it is a great dick. I'm just trying to help you (laughs) have better. Dick pics. <laughs> I hate you. Anyways, Amber. Um, um, we have questions. Amber has um, Amber has a story to tell, but we'll get to. We'll talk about that in the thigh section. We'll oh save Lord. that. We'll save that for the thigh section. Our guest today. So we're just gonna get into it. Our guest today is the lovely Melissa Kimball. Hey, She's hey. the founder. Get up on the mic. You gotta get up on the mic, okay, Melissa. Right Can't don't. Enough? Yeah, like just put it. Just move it a little bit. I'm just not even. I'm not used to it. Not Girl, like just, that, just, you know. just put your mouth to it. It's been a while. Ooh, child, I understand. <laughs> Amber's the only person who's getting dick in. Okay, first of all, get out of my business. <laughs> <laughs> Amber's the only person getting dick in this room. Um, Melissa Kimball is the founder of Black Creators and Kendra, as well as a social media extraordinaire. Um, Melissa, you're from Chicago, correct? Yep. Okay, all thoughts. Welcome, Melissa. <laughs> Open hi, your legs hi, wide. Hi, hi, hi. Melissa, come on. Give us, give us, give us energy, honey. Give <laughs> us energy. I think Melissa's a little nervous. Are you nervous? Uh, I'm a little nervous, and then traveling all last week too. Okay, so a little like yes, combination yes. of both. But mm-hmm. money moves, traveling, yeah. <laughs> business travel, honey. Yep, yep, yep. On yep. on a company's dime. Mm-hmm. Um, you were in my home state, Madison, Wisconsin, recently. Yep. My home state, Milwaukee, was. I'm from, my home city is Milwaukee, Wisconsin, okay. but Madison. Yeah. Madison's cool. not too far. That's like an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was nice. It was nice. It was really, we were in and out. Okay. But we got to eat. Okay. So that's always good. I had like a cheese curds. Oh. For the first time. Okay. They were good. You like, yeah. They were good. Sunny. I like cheese. Ooh. Yes. So yeah, it worked out. I'm surprised you. That was your first time having a cheese curve because you're time. from Chicago. Yeah. So yeah. So born you in Chicago. Thought they would have yeah. made their way over to to nope. you somewhere. Never, never. And then we moved to Memphis when I was like nine, ten. So I was oh, raised okay. in the South, but I was always back and forth to Chicago a lot. But okay. for some reason, never had cheese curds. I don't know um, why. All right, come on, cheese curds. <laughs> so we start to show every way the same way, Bussy Pep Talks, mm-hmm. um, which is one reason why we're proud of ourselves or we love ourselves for the week. I can start and then you can go. Okay. Um, my Bussy Pep Talk for this week is just um, the last few days I've been really, I've been in a much better mood. Um, y'all know a little, uh, y'all know a nigga has been um, dealing with some shit, but um, I've been feeling more like myself the last couple of days, including today. Um, even though I think I might have had an anxiety attack in the shot, I don't know why I always. Mm-hmm. Readers, listeners, 
Do y'all, anyone who suffers from anxiety attacks or panic attacks, do y'all have them in the showers? Because that's whenever I have mine. I always have them in the shower, which is like my most relaxed place. Mm. I love it. I never had one in the shower. Yeah. yeah, yeah I Me neither. Know. Yeah. I don't know why, but I always have my. It literally never fails every time. Always in the shower. Hmm. Um, so maybe it's not an anxiety attack. Maybe it's the water. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, but see if I'm talking. <laughs> hmm. One reason why you're proud of yourself. One reason why you love yourself. Um, I mean, I'm very proud of. So I've been doing. I mean, for the month of September, like I travel constantly. Okay. Um. And normally when I travel, like, I have to be very specific about, like, my time, like, during the week and how I use it. Um, And I didn't do a great job of that in September, but I didn't, like, beat myself up about it or, like, worry myself to death. Whatever got done, got done. Whatever I, you know, didn't do, I didn't do it. Like, I was able to, like, surrender a lot. Ooh. These past couple weeks. Surrender. So I'm really proud of myself for that. Because normally I'm trying to like, oh, I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to do that. And so I just kind of like let go. Mm-hmm. Um, let go that yeah. Mm-hmm. And was able to like whew, breathe a little bit better. So mm-hmm. I'm proud of myself for that. Yes, I'm proud of you for that. Too. Come on, surrender. <laughs> Thank you. Um, oh, wait. You know what? We didn't ask you your fun fact. Do you have a fun fact for us? Oh, I don't know if it's, I don't know, fun fact? Yeah, mm-hmm. just one. I call it fun fact. It can be whatever. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I know how to play the violin. Okay. I know how to read music. Yep. So that's a fun fact. A lot of yes. people don't know that. <laughs> yes. Um, the only thing I know how to read is people. Um, shit, that's enough. From reading, reading came first. Um, <laughs> all right. So we, we're going to go jump, just jump right into it. First mm-hmm. section is eat. When was the last time you went to the grocery store? What did you get and what was that experience like? Because we all know the New York grocery store can be a totally different experience from any other grocery store in any other city. Oh, like, is first off, is it really a grocery store if it's in New York <laughs> City sometimes? <laughs> Facts. Sometimes I wonder. Um, last time I went to the grocery store, last week actually, um, before, no, after I came back from Atlanta, I was sick. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got like tea, honey. Uh, ginger, oranges, all that kind of stuff um, to nurse myself back to health. And um, I mean, it was really quick. It was like a farmer's market. So I was kind of like in and out. Um, okay. Old Mexican man trying to holler at me like the usual. Nothing yes, like. Come on, old Mexican man. <laughs> yeah. So it was, I mean, it was cool. Pretty simple. In and out. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was a quality experience. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was. It was. Okay. All right. So. What girl? Cause I went to Trader Joe's in Union Square. Mm. Mm. It actually wasn't that bad. Yeah. This was this time was better than usual. Cause I think cause I went like around eight, so mm. it wasn't like too. It was like mm-hmm. yeah, relaxed. What's your go to restaurant in your neighborhood? Oh, so there is one, uh, and I gotta do better about eating out in restaurants in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's like a little spot around the corner for me. It's a Dominican restaurant. And um, she has, like, these little plates, like, chicken and rice, like, a good $5. Like, that's just my go-to. Like, mm-hmm. if I need some food and I don't want any fast food and I want some, like, food food, but I mm-hmm. want something quick, like, I'll go there. You know, it's funny because my go-to restaurant is, like, a Dominican mm-hmm. slash American style, mm-hmm. like, restaurant, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that. You in Bushwick? <laughs> nah, Best Eye. Close enough. Well, Crown Heights. Shout out to Best Eye, too. Best. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I can't stand. <laughs> Amber loves some Bed Stuy. She really is so Brooklyn for loving Bed Stuy oh the God, way she does. Bed Stuy is the best. Oh my God. Okay, white people do not come to Bed Stuy. Uh, <laughs> I'm done. Black <laughs> folks come, but Bed Stuy is just like do or die. It's dope. I love it. Yeah, I'm like right, like right there on that line. So I'm like technically in Crown Heights. Bed Stuy is literally right there. Okay. So I like that. Mm-hmm. I like it. I'm in Bushwick. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm always at the border. Like I'm on the border where it starts to go into East New York, but mm-hmm. also depending on what direction you can go in the Crown Heights. I always am every neighborhood I'm ever in, I'm always like at the border, uh, yeah. like three different neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. So I can really just pick whatever neighborhood I want to be in. Okay. But anyway. Options. Options. I like it. Since you're from Chicago, what Chicago restaurant do you find yourself missing the most? Ooh, so many. Uh Gibson Steakhouse though, lately. Mm. because i just miss a really really good steak okay and <laughs> yeah and so and every time i say gibson's people are like oh girl you got money no my um oh he's gonna get me for saying this but my brother mm-hmm. um one of his exes used to work there she still works there something like that i don't know but that's how i got turned on to their steaks um, and I've been missing it lately. Okay. Just like a really good, really good steak. I'm like, going to go to Gibson when I go. Please go. Next month. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. It's right. delicious. Amazing. Oh, okay. Look, look, look. Both of you. <laughs> but the, there was a glimmer in both of y'all eyes. <laughs> <laughs> when, <laughs> oh, come on, Gibson. <laughs> it looked like y'all had just thought about a good dick. Um, <laughs> Meat. Ah, ah. Well done. I like mine as medium rare. Um, <laughs> or me. Anyway, name one food that you love that you didn't think you would like or you would enjoy. Uh, guacamole. Really? Yeah, because I never, I never like grew up liking avocados. Like it wasn't like a thing for me. Okay. And then um, again, my my brother puts me onto a lot of food. Is your um, brother like a chef though? Okay? He does cook. Okay. He does cook. Um, he needs to be a chef. I don't know like why he won't go ahead and do it. Um. But one of his friends had a girlfriend or mm-hmm. maybe girlfriend's not the best word. I'm not really sure. A situationship? Yeah. But um, she was from Puerto Rico and she made like homemade guacamole. So that was the first time I had actually had guacamole. Mm-hmm. And I think that like set the standard for all the other guacamole to come. So I was really surprised by that. Come on. Come on setting standards. <laughs> um favorite restaurant to work at since you're like you you're free, you're freelancer correct mm-hmm, okay mm-hmm. um so what is like your go-to spot to like go work yeah so for me and uh, my creative partners we always go to bergen it's okay. on bergen street i believe yeah in brooklyn and so the food is really good like they don't have like a ton of food options it's maybe like Mm, like three little restaurants inside but there's one called Quinn's and there's another one or I think Mighty Quinn's and then there's another one that I can't think about the name of it um they have really good food but I really like just the atmosphere like because it's like a, a bar in there but it still feels like a co-working space okay and it's like wide open a lot of space a lot of air so you're not cramped and it's like one of the one of the few spots that I feel like I can go here and like work um, be comfortable they won't bother you like there's no minimum on drinks you could just go in there and chill so i just yeah. had a horrible flashback i'm sorry yeah why are you doing your story Uh-oh. i had a horrible flash. 
when I was in Crown Heights, um, I was working at the, um, there's a Starbucks on Eastern Parkway. I think everyone knows, mm. anyone who lives in Brooklyn knows, yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. And um, I was doing my work and um, a, 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 a bum came in. And while I was working, he asked, he was like, I like your shoes. And I was like, you know, I was like, thank you. And then he, he whispered in my ear. He got up close and whispered in my ear. He did Lance Stevenson. I can get, basically in so many words, he offered me, he said he could give me that dick. And. (laughs) Did you give it to him? (laughs) You know what, Amber, (laughs) fuck you and everything you stand for. (laughs) Fuck you and everything you Times is hard, but I ain't giving no, I ain't giving no registered bums, no, no registered bums. If you actually live out on the streets, that makes you a registered bum. And then I was just so traumatized because he really, he really offered to me, and I just was just like, I couldn't even respond. Like properly, my face was just like, get the fuck. Mm. And then as I was leaving, he was like, mm, with your sexy ass. And I was just like, <sighs> yeah, bum. Anyway, <laughs> the only niggas offering me dick is fucking bums. Anyways, um, <laughs> you gotta change your perspective. <laughs> so you <laughs> got a compliment, mm. you got offered some dick. Mm. And you are always talking about how no one's giving you dick. He was a fucking bum. <laughs> but you have to. A change. registered bum. An RB. <laughs> a registered and licensed bum. And I'm not making fun of homeless people. I'm just simply saying. Anyways. Mm, problematic. I'm your problematic queen. Um, I'm working <laughs> on me every day. Um. Okay, what fast food franchise would you buy into? Oh, this is a oh, this is so good. I was just thinking about this the other day. Uh, That's why I got so excited. Um, So (laughs) it's it's a toss up between Checkers. Mm. Uh, Well, one I love their fries, but then I really appreciate Rick Ross as well. Um, And then Wendy's Mm because my middle name is Wendy. Okay, so I'm like between those two. Like I'm like. Which, I want one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I want one of them. Mine's would be Chick-fil-A. Mm. Even though they're problematic. But That's I feel like one, as of lately, like the, the there's the one girl, there's the one black woman who just opened one in downtown, the, the first one in downtown LA, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Went there with one of my clients after <laughs> BT during BT Awards <laughs> randomly. Yeah. Um, because of course that's where this particular client would go um <laughs> but yeah like we were like oh we were just in there um anyways i love the nuggets oh mm, mm. oh child to get them <laughs> and i mean that in a good way mm-hmm. um compl- okay oh who would be your in-home chef if you can make anyone anyone in the world you 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 making money you got one person to be who would be your in-home chef um, so I saw that Michael V. Jordan did like the little challenge with like Will Smith. Um, so if he wanted to go to chef school, I would put him through and then he could be my okay. chef. Yes, yes. You better put him through school and then make him your chef. <laughs> yep, that's my vote. Mm-hmm. Okay, Michael V. Jordan. Um <laughs> I think I'm the only It'll, okay, first of all, that Vanity Fair cover. You mm. know what? Mm. Mm. But Michael don't do it for me on a regular. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's I I I yeah. Anyways, um, because I don't want to ruin and fuck up nothing. Anyways, we'll move forward. <laughs> Complete the sentence. The following food will be served at my wedding reception. This is my favorite question. Ooh, definitely shrimp. Anything like shrimp, cat, crab cakes. I want to do like a whole seafood situation. Okay. Like crab cake. You're going to have money because seafood is expensive. It is. <laughs> it really is. Like I just want to, I just want to do something completely different. Because I feel like every time you go to a wedding, like for some reason, the food, it don't be that good. It's either hit or miss. I've, it's, I've had some really good food mm-hmm. and I've had some really like, oh child. Like, yeah. Did y'all add any seasoning? <laughs> It's like, did y'all want us to eat? No? You, okay. okay, cool. I just wanted to be here for the wedding. That's mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> That's fine. That's right? Cool. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're done. That was easy. That was quick and easy. That was. And see, I can see Melissa. I can see she's relaxed. She's relaxing. Yes. Okay. Food. Right. That's food right. will do that to you. Right? Yeah, food will have the food's the only thing doing it for me right now because I'm like getting dick. But anyways, um, at least not yet. I feel good about my dick chances. Okay. That bum really did offer you some dick. <laughs> Amber, that you was bring a, if you bring that, that dick up, if you bring it up one more time, Amber, I swear to God. That was a sign. I swear for God. That was a sign. What was a sign to Melissa? Of things to come. What I say. <laughs> what I say. You know what? F- fuck both of <laughs> y'all. <laughs> And good day. <laughs> I did get. I have. It's been. That's been about a little two years. I mean, the last two years, I've gotten the most like semi regular dick mm-hmm. or like sexual experiences. Mm-hmm. I still have not had great. I have not had like mind blowing sex mm-hmm. since I got in New York. Mm-hmm. I've had good Same. sex and quality good sex, but I have not had mind blowing sex. Same. Also, mm-hmm. I haven't had like me and Amber was discussing. I haven't had like penetration like real real mm. penetration in a long time mm. if anyone wants to fuck me please not slide into my dms <laughs> please said, y'all please <laughs> ah, ah, ah. you know what amber <laughs> you know what amber i'm gonna get you later you you've opened yourself up to uh-oh. this uh-oh anyways uh-oh. we're gonna go into pray uh-oh we start praying the same way every single time mm-hmm. what is your passion Ooh, telling stories. Okay. Um, and I feel like I don't do it enough. Okay. I feel like I'm getting back to it, but yeah, that's for sure. Telling, telling my, telling stories. I've always been that way. I've only, uh, I've only wanted to be something else. Like when I was a kid, like one other type of profession, and that was like a pediatrician. Okay. And then when I found out, like it involved like kids being hurt, and like I just couldn't do it. Mm. So I was like, okay, I want to tell stories. Okay. Any particular types of stories? Anything related to black culture. Okay. Yeah. I feel like um, we we see so much of the same type of story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that uh, that could be like really expanded. So that's like, that's like my mission for the next couple of years to find as many different ways and as many different avenues as possible to like tell our stories. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, um, so first explain to us what Black Creatives is for anybody who doesn't know. Yeah, no, this is a great question. Um, and I'm doing a, this interview at a really great time because mm-hmm. we've been like pivoting a little bit. Okay. Um, so it really started off, you know, as a community, as a platform for literally Black Creatives. Um, but now um, we've kind of 
switch directions and formalize more of our like what we're about in our mission okay so now black creatives is a media and production company that works is to advocate and support black genius across creative industries okay mm-hmm. come on yep so that's like through content so that'll be like interviews books um podcasts any type of content collaborations, video interviews, things like that, like anything that can tell our stories and advocate for us and who we are and, and really act as a, a bridge between, you know, us mm-hmm. and our talent um, and our culture and the brands and the companies that like to profit off of our culture, but don't necessarily like compensate us for that in any way. Gotcha. So, mm-hmm. Okay, so what made you start Black Creators? Um, yeah, so I, I definitely started it at a time where um, I wasn't working in the industry. Um, I was working at FedEx, and I was throwing boxes. Come on, and, throwing boxes. Uh, man, hard uh, loading airplanes. And people still like, what? You loading airplanes and driving? Yes, like driving tugs. Um, Black Creators always have, we always have the most interesting jobs so, before. And, and then to have like, 10, 15 interesting jobs before we get to what we really like want to do and like it I mean it makes for a good story but it's like shit um girl I worked at Ricky's yeah I worked at the AMC mm. and Lincoln Lincoln Square what and I worked at the Uniqlo in Soho look at that that really ruined my life Man. but also filled my life with joy mm-hmm. I, I met work- some amazing people there yeah no for, su- for sure yeah I mean, <laughs> uh uh-uh. I think yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah but i um and i was at the time was like doing a lot of like online like freelance writing for like celebrity websites and got really and this was back in maybe what 2010 2011 i just got tired of uh constantly writing about like celebrities and what mm-hmm. they were doing when i was seeing so many different people around me so many like peers like especially from like online stuff mm-hmm. that were that i would see like really building the type of lives and careers that they wanted to on their own so i would see like bloggers and different writers so at that time like nicole bitchy was really popping off mm-hmm. um there are a few others they are like ex- um what YBF. was that like why yeah the ybf um another like smaller bloggers like there was this one blog i think it was called late boots it was in atlanta Something with boots in it. I think it was like boots. I think something I with boots, but like and then to like the concrete loops. Like mm-hmm. Angel was a, like a really big inspiration for me. Kind of, um, mm-hmm. Angel, Angel, and I feel like Natasha were like mm-hmm. and Nicole Bitchy were mm-hmm. like the yep, yep, the founders of, of like that, that of that bold, whole yeah. yeah of that whole movement. And so once you started, once I started to like focus on like what they were doing, I started to see this whole subset of like well, they I mean we weren't called creatives back then. But started to see this whole subset of, you know, young black professionals who were like, okay, I really don't have any other option but Mm -hmm. to create something for myself. So let me take this blog and go do this and and build up on it and do these different things. And so I was really curious, um, again, with, you know, telling stories, really curious about like, okay, well, how do these people get to do this? Or how does this person get to go work with the Nike and they've been working for themselves or they get to put out a book? Like, how are they able to kind of build up these different um, dreams and visions for themselves? Mm-hmm. And so I wanted a platform to share those specific stories because I felt like nobody at that time was like speaking to us 
about those different moves and I wanted to uh, really share that partly because I was in a situation where I wasn't working in the field that I wanted to work in but Mm -hmm. I knew I was kind of close so it was part like you know information and insight for me but then also like being able to like show someone else like you know what this person started their blog like in their mama's basement and you know now they are doing all these different things and have their own career and like very untraditional career paths. And so I really Mm -hmm. wanted to create something that like focused on us and on that journey. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So how do you feel like black creative kind of helps other black creatives or. Yeah, for sure. I feel like it's one of the few places um, that we can actually, and we're, we're formalizing this actually with the next couple of weeks, but I feel like black creatives is one of the few places that really like when people come in contact with the community like that you get like actual help so like somebody will get on twitter or instagram or will email me hey i'm looking for a job in xyz okay i don't know somebody but let me put it out on twitter let me put it out on instagram and somebody else will respond and like oh yeah i know someone that's hiring for this or i know someone who has a class on this like it's a very um it's a community where we actually like share with each other and are not hesitate to like give information and give insight to each other and like give somebody else the game as opposed to like other brands and sites who are really just out for doing it for themselves. And I think that's what makes us different because at the heart of what we're about, like it's about like helping the next person come up and like helping each other build because a lot of us um and again I always uh credit Kelsey uh Riley for this but she called us like first generation dreamers Mm. where a lot of us are um you know pursuing career paths that are different from you know what our parents did what our grandparents did and so a lot of times that can be really like isolating um we don't really have a blueprint right for Mm. any of the shit that we're doing so if we're able to kind of come together and put our heads together and figure shit out like black creatives is like the community just for that what's like kept you from quitting because like i have friends who are i mean we're all creatives right Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. and it's hard being a creative especially doing freelance because you don't know sometimes you don't know where your next check is coming Mm -hmm. from you know Mm -hmm. like what is that catalyst to kind of keep you like still moving forward that's a great question um i think it's just the the need to tell these stories or i keep coming across so many dope people that i'm like yo somebody has to like know about you and like obviously like mainstream media only so many of us can be featured or be popping at one time you know in the mainstream so i think like being able to tell those stories, I think that's what keeps me going. I think it is definitely a part of uh, my purpose. And so there have been times where I've been like, all right, y'all, I'm done. And I like, and I've left it alone for like six months, eight months. And But I always, something just always keeps pulling me back to it. Um, some days I don't even know how, like I keep, I've kept going, but um, it's just, it's never like anytime I've tried to quit, I always get some, some sort of like big idea or something will happen that I'll be like, all right, uh, I'll keep going. Come on. (laughs) Come on. So I guess to a certain degree to kind of like off that question, Mm -hmm. how did the journey between Kroger's Mm -hmm. to FedEx Mm-hmm. to those early years kind of mm-hmm. shape you how do you feel like it shaped you both positively and negatively 
I think uh, it taught me a lot about resilience and it taught me a lot about being patient and trusting the process, even when I did not want to be patient and trust the process. Um, because it's so easy, especially now, to think like, oh, I put out a blog, I put out a podcast, I put out a book, and bam, like it's supposed to be it, it's supposed to be done. <laughs> um, that's never the case. It's never how <laughs> this shit usually works. Um, and I think it's, it, um, it showed me and it proved to me that I can like work and I can stick with something if I if I feel like my heart is like really really into it um, I think in terms of shaping me um, not in the not so positive ways though too I think that a lot of times I did kind of not take it as seriously because I'm like oh I have you know a job on the side or I have something else mm-hmm. um, that I need to be like focused on or whatever um (laughs) headphones dropped okay um and so yeah so sometimes there would be times where um I didn't take it as as seriously as I should have or be as intentional as I should have with it because I was working you know other jobs and I was like oh well it's not paying my bills so I need to like focus on other things too um and so it's taught me a lot about you know, really, again, being focused and being intentional and what it looks like if I spend like a year, you know, really pushing it, really going hard in the paint and like seeing what happens. Okay. I understand. Got you. Um, all right. So who were two people who were very like you would say what was like influential? Who are two influential people that guided you on your journey? Oh, man. Um, God, there were so many people. So, so many people. Um. And I hate to only name two because then I want people to be like, you know what I'm saying? If you want to roll off, like do a roll call. <laughs> they'll have but, to deal. <laughs> uh, no. Um, I mean, I would definitely say like my friend Michael Jones, he's here um, in New York and he's been here uh, a good amount of years, maybe four or five. I don't know. He was definitely here before I got here. Um, but we met, he had um, an online magazine. Uh mm. When he was, he is from Texas, and he had an online magazine called J Magazine, and that's how we met. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was editor in chief, and I had a couple of different positions I think during that time. But just seeing like the way that he structured, he's just always been somebody that's been on top of his shit, um, even when he was not here in um, in New York. And so he he's always taught me a lot about like structuring and like formatting and systems and processes and things like that so like him um my friend Sakita Holly has always been like ruru rara go black creatives from the very beginning since I met her maybe in like 2013 um unique Jones Gibson because then we can like she's definitely acts as like a mentor to me now and mm. like even now when I want to kind of like shrink um and that's mm-hmm. a real Delta thing to say. But when I want to like shrink back uh, from Delta? it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, when I want to shrink back from the idea, Unique is one of those people who's like, no, nah, you kind of need to uh, push, 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 push. Um, so I think those three are the three that like just immediately come to mind, especially in these past couple of years. And then, I mean, like personal friends of mine too, like my friends, uh, 
Toys always a big one. Uh, Drew from Instrumental, John Jackson, Mikkel, uh I feel like I'm forgetting some people. Chastity, um, Ariel Lopez, Chanel Martinez, Mike, Sarita. Like, there's so many. Yes, come on. I definitely could. I definitely could. Come on, that was like a nice little grand. <laughs> um. <laughs> But what's so what's so funny Corny about Corny from this, around the corner that told me to keep singing. Uh, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead sorry. But it's been but that support has been so important because again, like, you know, I know my family loves me, but all they know is like Melissa's always on a computer. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like they don't know like what I'm doing. So like friends, like especially here, um, Joy Marie from Job Logs has been like an incredible help. Um, Tanya Rapley, Flash now, like so many different people um and a lot of them were here in new york which is funny mm-hmm. because this was we formed a lot of those relationships oh ronald draper hey drape um i cannot forget about him um but a lot of these people we formed our relationship before i even got to new york mm-hmm. before i even knew that new york was going to be a thing and so then when i got here there was like a support group already here for me gotcha mm-hmm Come on, early support groups. <laughs> um, what what would you say or what challenges do you feel like black creatives encounter the most? Ooh, money. Uh-huh. <laughs> Child, the ghetto. <laughs> so true. My, I mean, I, I feel like that's the biggest one. That's the biggest one. I feel like that is the big, And we're actually like working on something around that topic now. Um. But I feel like, I mean, money that definitely plays a big part in it, but then connected to that, too, also in terms of, you know, getting that business back end in order is a challenge for a lot of us. Because, I mean, obviously, especially as creatives, like obviously a lot of us, you know, we can write or we can, you know, do podcasts really well or we can, you know, do artists and we can do all these creative things. And that's great. And so but then. The challenge comes with we look like we got it together and then on the back end we don't got it together. Um So I think that's the I think that's the that's the biggest challenge because it's like it's cool, like yes, what we're doing is great, but if we don't find um, and be intentional about building structure around our businesses, about having systems and processes in place and routines and schedules. Again, I'm talking to myself, too, because these are things I have to work on on a daily basis. I think also because part of it, not mm-hmm. to cut you off, sorry, yeah, yeah, no, but no, go ahead. part of it also is because we're just so caught in the grind trying to get a client mm-hmm. or trying to keep a client happy mm-hmm. so we can get that paycheck. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we don't even mm-hmm. think like, OK, well, this, that taxes. Yeah. Ta- Ooh. Yeah, mm. yeah. Get the triggered, triggered. You know, uh, all of that. Mm. So I think part of that is a challenge. And like you said, we get so caught up in the grind that like we forget to really like take care of ourselves too. Like, and I know a lot of us too. We know we move. We have to move around for different jobs and, mm. and opportunities and things like that. So we're also like away from our families and or friends or just people that you know our comfort zones. And we often, I think, we often. Too you know underestimate just how much it takes from like a a physical mental emotional space to constantly have to step outside of your comfort zone too and so I think that also like that mental health aspect is definitely a challenge for a lot of us even though we try to like Amber's drinking water I, I, just, I felt my chest 
<laughs> my chest got heavy like yeah. Ooh, okay. <laughs> you know mm. and we try we try to do all these things you know it's lunch like smoke it away drink it away sex it away and it never <laughs> like you know um so i think that's a challenge too but i think we gotta really start i think that's why it's so important to have conversations like this because mm-hmm. like yo we all we are really all dealing with shit and i don't know why we all try to make it seem like we always have it together for some reason but i mean i think that's just that's just black people yeah. were proud yeah i remember like being an intern mm-hmm. um and like my f- <laughs> R.I.P. Daddy. Um, I love you. Um, Stanley Griffin. <laughs> um, my dad was possibly going to court <laughs> or jail, and I remember like it was like Grammy week or something like that, and like I was being like not hassled per se, but like they were on me. Like, did you get? I think the artist was Carrie Hilson, Chrisette Michelle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't be shady. This is a, what this was. This was before Chrisette and Donald Trump. Um, I wasn't even gonna talk about it. I was gonna talk about Carrie. Don't do that to Carrie, because you know I love Carrie over here. Don't do that to Carrie. Mm-mm. I know you hide, but stay over there, anyways. But nonetheless, I was. It was Grammy events, mm-hmm. and or it was something like that. And like I was being like, you know, what well, did you follow up about this and that? And I was like, yes, but you know, like at the same time, I was remember thinking like. I have to hold this together and I mm. really have to like keep following up with these people for these damn events. But like all I can think about is like the fact that my dad's in court right now and like this is the decision of like whether or not he's either gonna go to jail or not go to jail. Um he did not go to jail, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um shout out shout out to the shout out to the judge. Um, <laughs> the one good judge. The one one of five. Um, one shout out to that judge. Um but yeah, so it's like so much, especially when I think of just like my early PR career. Mm, um, mm, like, PR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bless you. Yeah, yeah. Mm, amen, word. Um, and even after that, like the first, I remember like my first Grammy weekend, like I had just like, I finished putting together like a Grammy event. Um me and me and my team just had finished putting together a event for um gray goose mm, mm-hmm. for um it was the rising icons jam session shout out yeah <laughs> memories first time in la anyways and i remember like the didn't after finishing that weekend mm-hmm. grand my first grammy weekend like going home because my father had just started chemo mm. and that process so just like all the things that we constantly kind of like deal with like mm-hmm. We're being professional and shout out to my friend, my friend, my good friend, Maggie. And I want to shout out to Maggie. I've told her this before, but um, shout out to you, Maggie, because I flipped out on Maggie so many times, like the weeks leading up to the Rising Icons. And a lot of things were not even circling around her. It just was I think I I was not at all processing Mm -hmm. the fact that my father had like stage four cancer. Mm -hmm. And I was literally like just everything was like and I was just taking it out on her in Mm -hmm. particular and Maggie like hmm, wow hmm, okay I'm getting a little emotional anyways um, shout out to you Max <laughs> um, thank you for being a good friend and f- for not cussing me out even though Maggie eventually did like nicely tell me if you flip out on me one more time <laughs> we're gonna have a problem <laughs> and I was like okay alright Max and Max is like the smallest like most soft spoken, mm. most unproblematic white woman I've probably ever met in my whole fucking life. Mm. And, but she was like, I, I will cuss you out if you keep fucking with me. <laughs> and I was like, shout out. Okay. 
Okay. It, it was like a day before we left for the, it was like a day before we left mm-hmm. for LA. I was like, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't flip out no more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes, so much to your point, yes. There's yeah. all the shit that we yeah. And I mean, and, it's, and it's, it, it makes sense. Like we all have things that we're like trying to work through or things that are going on in the background. But I think um, the issues come when we just don't find a way to like release it or you know try to express like you know yeah like it looks like I'm doing hot on the gram but you know behind me like you know I got There's all a $10, this dollars yeah. IRS that I owe to the IRS yeah or my aunt is sick or my grandma just passed or mm-hmm. something like or that or I can't you know? pay my rent so mm-hmm. I'm trying to fuck my landlord <laughs> yeah <sighs> just me <laughs> Um, yeah, because usually I don't know who my landlord is. Like, Same. I know, right? Usually, I usually not like a person. That just, I'm just sending them a check. Um, and my landlord's usually not attractive on top of that. Um, but shout out to you, Amber, because you got an attractive landlord who you can fuck. Or you yeah. can bring yourself to fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gotta make it Shit, happen. Shit, if I look. Anyways, um, I was thinking, like, could I offer my asshole for a minute? Um... If anyone wants to pay my rent for getting for me giving my asshole, <laughs> my DMs are available. E pray thought. Um, <laughs> how do you describe? How would you describe professional wellness? How does your latest platform, Kindred, help Black creators with this? Yeah, that's a great question. We literally just what uh, mixed up my weeks, but last week just launched it. Launched Kindred. Um, co-founded so it's not just myself thank mm-hmm. god i could not take on another endeavor by myself um at least you know look done with that uh period of my life um <laughs> no but yeah um co-founded it with my my co-founders ashley simple and laura providence um and you know in this conversation you know again it's a it's a big hot trending topic right now to talk about diversity, inclusion, and woo up the band. Um, <laughs> Not woo up the band. <laughs> Chicago coming out. Uh, <laughs> no woo up the band. You know, um, and that's all cute, but mm-hmm. it's like again, y'all are using our talent and our creativity, and we are not. We're either. Um, undervalued underemployed or underestimated in some way and that over time begins to take a toll on your psyche and how you work especially when we're dealing with corporate so whether or not Mm -hmm. um you know you 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 are in corporate um and you're trying to move around or you used to be in corporate and now you're freelance or you're freelance and you're working with corporations like we all have stories, right, mm-hmm. about shit that's happened at work, um, and not just predominantly white corporations either, because I got a gang of stories from working at Ebony. Um, but for me, like professional <laughs> wellness, came for reading, reading came first. Uh, don't even get me started. <laughs> don't even get me started. Um, <laughs> No, but so in professional wellness is basically like, okay, well, how do you, how are you able to take care of yourself and take care of your well-being while you work? Like work, especially as Americans, work, well, America, but uh, work takes up so much of our day-to-day lives Mm -hmm. and it's so much a part of our identity. Um, And we're already getting looked over um, and overlooked 
for different opportunities and different things or mm-hmm. like you know people are getting paid to look like us who are not us and just all these different things kind of play a part in your psyche and so we wanted to create something not just um a platform to address that and to make sure that we're being taken care of through the process but then also as we're taking care of our taking care of ourselves like okay what type of job or opportunity is the best fit for where i am and where i'm trying to go and so like the next phase of kindred will be about um you know putting us into spaces that value you know our input our insight and our willing to kind of make it a mutually beneficial experience mm-hmm. as opposed to like you just come into work and clock in uh every day we just feel like that's missing again there's no like real advocacy group for us mm-hmm. and so that's what we want to be in the corporate workplace for uh black creatives so if black so if hash for us so if black if hashtag black creatives um for me is like the why then kindred is going to be the how okay Mm-hmm. Yes, come on. <laughs> Tie it all back in. Yes. <laughs> A marketing strategy, hey, honey. Hey. Hey, hey. Hey man. Yeah. Um Oh, yes. Okay. Um what do you do when you feel burned out? Oh, I go Speaking to professional wellness. Um, I go to sleep. Well, I don't really go to sleep no more. I like maybe like lay down, um get a little bit of green. Um <laughs> Definitely an advocate for using cannabis for wellness. Amen. It's a cute way to put it. Um, yeah, but I say I like amen to- like I smoke weed, but <laughs> whatever helps. Yeah, hello. I masturbate. Um, I love that too. Love to journal. Mm. Um, prayer. Like I really just try to take a time out because normally if I'm burned out, obviously I've been doing too many things that too many different times so I try to like make sure I eat like a full ass meal and like sit down and eat as opposed to like uh, let me go around the corner and sit on the you know sit outside and eat like no like sit down or like, eat actually. while I'm on my computer <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so like actually like yep um, or trying to like do work and eat right so like really just trying to like pause take a moment um, I usually try to vent I was a up until recently, like I was a big, like, oh no, how you doing? Oh, I'm fine, I'm good, I'm cool. And now when somebody's like, hey, Melissa, how you doing? And I'm burned out, I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking exhausted. I don't like mm-hmm. just to like at least tell somebody, like, and just verbalize like how I'm feeling has helped um, a really great deal. So I just try to find some type of way to take a break. Um, and that looks like, that looks uh, differently, like from day to day, but that's mm-hmm. like the main, like, just stopping because like obviously shit has to get done work needs to get done mm-hmm. but like yo if i'm not if something is off like i'm not going to be good at what i'm doing anyway so i might as well stop okay mm-hmm. fuck the game on. um so you i mean first of all that's dope that you do that um where did you learn to do that um because i know like a lot of times like as creatives we get burned out and we sometimes we don't even realize we're burned out and did you use therapy was it like your friends your mentorship like what helped you yeah I think it was a combination therapy I think I didn't do until after um a while but I think what happened with me was that when I started to have like mentors and people that I looked up to be like yo what's going on with you like are you are you good like are you good and I'll be like no you know 
I'm good. I'm chilling. I'm good. And they were like, no, because <laughs> I could tell in the way, you know, you're working, in the way you're performing, in the way, you know, the stuff that you're doing, like you're dropping balls when you normally wouldn't drop them or like you just slacking off on stuff. Like, so it took like people around me being like, yo, you, you low key kind of fucking up right now. Like, what is it? And so then I was like, all right, well, now that I can't hide it, like obviously yeah. it's gotten worse. So I got to figure out something like ASAP. And then I think too, um, just being overworked, um, right before I left Ebony, like I was, I had been, I had actually been wanting to leave for a minute for maybe like the past, like four or five months before we got all got laid out just because I was so burned out and I was so tired. Um, and I remember my birthday was coming up and I had, we had a work trip, like maybe two weeks before my birthday. And I remember thinking like, oh, well, since we're going to L.A. like for work, then I'm just not even going to worry about taking a trip for my birthday. And then we went to L.A., had this work trip. And I mean, I just was like fucking like exhausted, like worn the fuck mm-hmm. out. And my line sisters were like my um, my Delta anniversary and my birthday are like two days apart. Um, and so my line sisters wanted to do something. I remember being like, no. And they were like, no, like, just come, just come on, like, let's just go. Um, and so I had like spent like the first two days, um, because my birthday's March 1st, and so I spent like the first two days in Miami by myself. And then my lunch just came that Friday, and we had the weekend, and that was and that was my first, like, first time in Miami, uh, first solo trip, well, you know, part solo trip, but after that, I was like, oh, shit, like. Why wasn't I doing this before? Like That's so funny. Like, all right, okay, cool. I, I get it now. Like, I didn't get it before, but I get it. And that was just last Miami year. Was my first, yeah, my first like real vacation too. Yo, and I was on the beach. Like, you don't have to answer to anybody. Like, where we where we going? Where we doing this? It just was like grab some wine and I'm going to the beach. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and that was just last year. That Mine was just twenty nine. Yeah. So, yeah. that yep, that was just twenty seventeen. Um, I know we're towards the end of 2018 now, but I think those, a combination of those two things really was like, yo, the world is not going to collapse if you stop for a minute, you know? A word. <laughs> It'll keep going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways. <yeah. laughs> anyway. um, so how do you balance Melissa, the businesswoman, and Melissa, the person? And what would you say is the biggest difference and or some similarity between the two? Because I think a lot of times as, like, professionals, especially working in New York, <laughs> you, <laughs> it's hard to find a balance between mm-hmm. the person and the business person. And what would you what would you say it would be if there is a balance? Um. Oh, that's a really blurry line, especially <laughs> lately with like launching Kindred and pivoting Black creatives and mm. transitioning a little bit um, out of social media, like the day to day situation. It's definitely like blurry. Um, I, I don't know if there is a difference. I feel like I've been working my whole life. Mm-hmm. I think um, like literally I remember when we first moved to Memphis and I started going to a daycare and um, so that I could have somebody like my mom could have somebody like pick me up and take me to school because she couldn't do it. And I think I was maybe like one of the kids, kids, about 
six months and then started like literally working at the daycare and I feel like I've been working ever since um so I don't and then too like New York is one thing but also like that Chicago like hustle mentality worker mentality Mm -hmm. my dad is somebody who's like go 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 my mom has been working all of her life um as well so I think it's just kind of just in me so Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure if there's too much of a difference between the two Mm -hmm. um again especially lately um but I try to find balance within like the people who are around me so they kind of remind me to be like yo why are you so tense like you know (laughs) laugh like (laughs) just to have people around me to help me not take myself so seriously has been the key um so whether that's like my friends Again, whether that's, like, my family. My family pretty much keeps me humble. Like, they're proud, but then they're also, like, can you go take out the trash? Uh, Mm -hmm. Like, it's kind of piling up. Or, like, yo, can you run me to the... Like, just stuff like that. Or, like, yo, remember when you were, like, doing da-da-da? But I think... um, Family members is petty. (laughs) Yo, so, so petty. But I think that's been the biggest help in terms of, like, balance is, like, the people around me just remind myself not to take myself so seriously mm-hmm. and to get out of my head um but i definitely don't think there's a difference between melissa the business woman and, and melissa just the person because i think it's so much of who i am mm-hmm. but with that being said too i feel like i'm not the traditional type business woman i feel like i'm very and i think anybody that knows me can kind of tell you that i'm like really laid laid back in like nature right so Mm -hmm. like i'll still go get it like business wise and i'm still hustling but like from the outside looking in i'm very like someone said i was like unassuming one time i don't know if i it was a little weird um i don't know it's a little shade but i could kind of see where it's coming from because when people meet me they're like oh you're so cool you're so laid back i'm just like yeah this is that's just me. So you seem like the type to observe first. I do then. that a lot. Yeah, I'm the same way. I do that a lot. Like I and it's funny because a lot of people that I've met, especially through like black creators, and that I'm really cool with now, mm-hmm. actually have been following them for years mm-hmm. and like just paying attention to people. Um, and it, it yeah, hello, <laughs> <laughs> some stuff be coming to the light. I'd be like, mm-hmm, that's why I never mess with that person. Like. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that, I think that being so observant too, um, helps me keep that balance because then that forces me to be like, like when I got here, people were like, Oh, you in New York? Like, you're going to be doing this. You're going to be doing that. And I was in my house, like for like the first six months, like, Ooh, I don't, I don't know. I'll never forget. (laughs) I went to, um, like the uh the it's the real they're like rockefeller podcast like live podcast show mm-hmm. but i'm a, like a jay-z fan so this was like something that i was like naturally just hyped about and somebody was like hey girl look at you you already on the scene and i'm like the scene i <laughs> what i wanted to see bigs like <laughs> i'm here to see hip-hop and i, I want to see Rockefeller come together I didn't come here for a scene I came here because I'm a fan so I think being observant too and like chilling chilling back Mm -hmm. and not being so quick to be like oh I'm gonna go jump with this person and go here and do this like I've never been one to do what everybody else is doing Mm -hmm. and I think that's really what helps me keep my balance yeah I mean I think 
so much of it is like especially when you're working in the industry mm-hmm. <laughs> the word i love that word <laughs> um it's very easy to get like caught up in that mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. to your your point i'm not i've never been that and mm-hmm. like i remember i've had like mentors i've had bosses be like you really need to go out more and i'd be mm-hmm. like but i really don't like these people <laughs> Like yeah, and I, I it's it's a gift and a curse because mm-hmm. I've been very mm-hmm. lucky, and I think you can probably speak to that too. I've been very lucky to like good things have come to me. Yep, for the most part. Yep, but I've yep. never been that person. Like, mm-hmm. I, even though I do a great job, like mm-hmm. I would never even say like even as a publicist, I'm always I don't think I'm necessarily first name unless mm-hmm. it's like even. Yeah, I don't necessarily think I'm first name. Even though I've worked with all these different artists, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm always the first name because I'm not out. So I'm not in your face, per se. Same here. Like, mm-hmm. if I go to an event, like, writers are, like, laughing at me because they're mm-hmm. like, who you got coming? Yeah. Or, like, you got a client with you? Or you, like, because, like, I only go out if I have a client at yeah. the event or I feel it. if it's something I really, really like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's very rare that I really, really like something. Yep. <laughs> it's very fucking rare. I feel it. I really went to one, I went to the future, I remember I went to the future DS2 release party. Mm. And I just went to that because I was like, well, this is like one of those events that if you're not at, people going to think that you ain't popping. So mm. I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my ass into this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. But other than that, like, I don't go to shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, I'm in the industry, but I'm not of the industry. Hello. By any means. Well, scripture there. Mm-hmm. Amen. I like um, it. Yep. Well, since y'all are of the industry, <laughs> and I, I technically am too, mm-hmm. right? Um, let's go around and like say, like to the black creative who was working at the Lincoln AMC or Unique Glow <laughs> or the black creative that was working at Kroger mm-hmm. or even the black creative that's working at Judge Mathis. Ah, ah. Um, <laughs> you know, what would, what would your... <laughs> Shaking. <laughs> or, or the black creative that was working at a non-profit. Uh, yeah. That's a non-profit. Did, yeah. 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 That life too. Is or Starbucks. Mm. Mm. Um, Ricky's. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, Ricky. Rick FedEx. Oh, the limited. Ooh. ooh. The limited. Come on, limited. Oh, in Atlanta. Come on, yeah. Come on, retail. Yes. Come on, oh. discount. Come on. I used to work at BCBG. Mm. Oh my God. Remember you know that? girl, you know for how long it took I had to take BCBG out of your thing because oh, your right. thing would always come up. <laughs> it still say BCBG. <laughs> it still say I work at BCBG. It don't say that no more. It don't say that no more. You used to say, <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot about BCBG Amber. <laughs> but back to uh <laughs> back to the question. What what would you what's a piece of advice that you would give to that black creative who's just starting out? Ooh. I would say Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um I would say never let um the process determine your self worth. I think like so much of my experience um, those first two years in New York in particular, I let that shit, them first two years of being in New York, I let that shit weigh so heavy on my confidence. And I don't think I'm, I it's think I'm still, Ooh, I think I'm still just like kind That's of. That's a whole podcast episode. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Cause the boy. Nobody warns you about that shit. Nobody does. Cause them first two years of like no's like, cause I literally like, 
I, I was working at Rinky's when I first got here and interning. And then I got a temp job at Vivo. And this is like before Vivo even started. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Oh, I was like, okay, I'm in. And I was like, even though it was just a temp job, Amber can remember the test of this. Like, I do remember. I was it. like, okay, I'm in. So I ain't getting, I ain't, I'm not leaving. Like, mm-hmm. I just knew, like, okay, I'm in. I'm going to get this. And I was like the assistant to the head of sales. And he was fucking crazy. And he eventually got fired. <laughs> As Bye, <old>. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like working there for like six weeks mm-hmm. and it just wasn't going well because I just I quickly realized I am not anyone's assistant mm-hmm. and so after six weeks they let me go and I was like devastated and then I started interning again mm-hmm. at a PR firm at a very popular PR firm um and then was didn't because I left my job because mm-hmm. I was like I worked I left Ricky's because I was at mm-hmm. Vivo and I was like mm-hmm. okay well I'm gonna be at Vivo for a while like I, I just knew yeah. yeah like I was I like him after one month of being <laughs> um like after one month of being at Vivo I was like well you know Ricky's I can't do this no more because I got a real job <laughs> and the motherfuckers go. I was so elitist and mm-hmm. they were they were kind of looking at me like mm, okay and they probably they might have low-key put a curse on me because I was so bougie <laughs> about it like because I was like mm, I got my real job now so I don't need Ricky's no more so I was like I'm just gonna work into the end of because their big season is Halloween season mm. I was like, I'm just gonna work anyways only lasted six more weeks after leaving Ricky's and then started interning again and then couldn't find another job, didn't get another job for two years, but got, or for like a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And got like, did a paid internship at MKTG, Mm -hmm. which I also thought was going to eventually lead to a job. Because I was like, what, y'all paying? Y'all paying? Y'all paying for an internship? (laughs) Um, That didn't end up becoming a job. But Mm -hmm. I think those two years, I literally like, I took it all, every no, every, yeah. yeah, I took it all, and I, mm-hmm. I wore that shit like a cloak, mm-hmm. and that's when I started fucking with old boy, um, <laughs> want, the, want those things, need the other things, right, daily, whoo, child, mm, mm, mm. okay, so what's your story, uh, so yeah, don't let it wear in confidence, <laughs> um, yo, I think for me, definitely, like, to piggyback off of that like not to take everything so personally um yeah i think we i just we we just had to start giving ourselves more room like giving ourselves more grace and like when we fail and make mistakes or fuck up some shit like i used to take that shit so like i would be harder on myself Mm-hmm. Than like the other like than the other party would be you know like I I remember I could fuck up something it could could have gone like a year could have gone past and I would still be like kind of holding on to that um, so I would say definitely just give yourself some grace and learn how to really be your own biggest like cheerleader because um, that shit makes just a huge difference definitely save your money like even if it's just a little bit <laughs> like. A little bit at a time, like save something. Don't get a credit card. Hello. On top of Do that. Do not. On top of that. Pay your taxes. <laughs> <laughs> a word. Ooh. 
Like, yo, yeah, for real, no. Like, for real, just pay pay your bills. You can pay your bills on time. Pay them the fuck on time. Like, because that shit matters mm-hmm. um, in the long run. But then I think uh, also just, like, really pay attention to your strengths. And don't be afraid to do some shit that, like, nobody else is doing. Like, I remember when I was, um, when I first got back to Chicago, and I was working at a call center, and one thing that I used to do a lot was, like, go to different, like, uh, meetups, and, like, anything that was in, like, the industry around, like, networking, like, I would try to figure out how to go to, and this was when, like, Colorcom had, like, just gotten to Chicago right when I moved, and i never forget I met this woman. Um, hey, Tracy, girl. Um, she's still in Chicago. Love her to fucking death. And met her, and you also, too, um, and this is one thing that I just came across this past weekend um, as I was, like, on the plane. Like, yo, if you need help or if you need something, you got to start telling people that shit because nobody can read your mind nobody knows what your bank account looks like so you gotta and i know again we in this like whole like fake it till you make it and shit looking cute and curated on social media but like come on (laughs) curate if you if you really need some help like say that shit because again you can't get any help unless you ask for it and so i remember knowing i needed a fucking job and I was trying to get out of fucking call center and I met Tracy and I'm like yo if you know of any opportunities like let me know she's like yeah this agency here they're looking hired for like a really big client don't know who it is um I was like okay no it's cool fine just put me on it turned out to be uh McDonald's corporate um and it was for an agency called Golden Harris it's an international like PR mm-hmm. agency um but McDonald's is like their oldest client. And so it ended up being an opportunity to work with them. That was my first time at an agency. Um, one of the two, one of the, one of like three black people that was on my team, like had no like real outside experience. But like, had I not, first off, had I not like been open and been like, yo, I'm trying to get out of this fucking call center. Like I'm trying to get in the industry. I need, like if I wasn't open about the fact that I needed some help, and that I was looking for a job, like, for one, that would have never came. And also, to don't be afraid to do shit by yourself. I see so many people, like, you know, have these really great opportunities to go to events or mm. to do these different things, but they have to go by themselves. And if they have to go by themselves, they don't want to go. And I'm like, yo, go. Like, never be afraid to go anywhere by yourself and do shit by yourself because eventually, like, that's going to give you just that ability to move and talk to different people and everybody cannot do that like everybody can't you know be around different types of people and talk to different crowds or kind of blend in but like yo if you got to go by yourself and if you got to do it by yourself do it don't be scared like I've sent people invitations to stuff and it's been like you know you can only go by yourself you don't have a plus one oh no I don't want to all right Mm-mm. okay unfortunately you won't mm-hmm. be able to come Okay, and then you just missed out on the opportunity. So definitely don't be afraid to do, to try new shit, to go outside. Also don't pressure yourself in those situations. Mm -hmm. Because I Mm -hmm. think a lot of times, like early on, I would go to events. And if I didn't network the way I thought I should have networked, going back to Mm -hmm. give yourself grace. Mm -hmm. Like don't feel like just because you didn't walk out with like this or that out of that event that you yep. you didn't you didn't do yeah because at least you just you made a step like mm-hmm. part of this is just making like 
that yeah. right in that first page. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. You might not get to that second on that first event. <laughs> but it's okay though. At least you got you did to the first some, Hello, page. you did something. You did something. Yeah, just being patient with yourself. Like mm-hmm. it's all a process, you know? Nothing comes instantly. Um Amen. Yeah. yeah. I would say um, the biggest thing that I, for me, was to just remember to hustle, y'all. Like, if you are a creative Mm -hmm. and you want to do something, you can do it. It's just about talking to the right people, Mm -hmm. asking for help. Constantly putting yourself out there. Mm -hmm. Put yourself out there. Do not be afraid to do it. And you're going to hear no's. Mm -hmm. You're going to hear no's probably more than you'll hear yeses. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. you got to still keep going. Mm -hmm. And, um, but with that hustle, and this is something that I've had to learn was like to learn that your hustle doesn't uh, make you mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. are not your hustle. Once you get that job, right, mm-hmm. your job isn't you. Hello. And um, I think that's how why like we you know when I've had jobs like at Judge Mathis or, you know, um, other places. And if, you know, it doesn't work out or if I hate it, I'm like and if or if I'm not working, I feel like a failure. Mm-hmm. Like I, I literally mm-hmm. feel like I am not doing anything mm-hmm. and that's not true. And so. I think it's important to, you know, always, always, always hustle, always keep going. Mm -hmm. But also remember that you are your own person and you have to take care of that person. Mm -hmm. And I think I think those are like my biggest. And then also pay your taxes. (laughs) You know, if I could go back to my young self. Oh, Amber girl. If I could go back into the past. The things I would tell my young self. (laughs) If I could go back. A month ago, I was saying, <laughs> like my younger self. <laughs> Pay your fucking taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, just remember that you are not your job. Um, but also, like, if you want it, go the fuck after it. Yeah. And who cares what your mama, your friends, whatever mm-hmm. say? Mm-hmm. Do mm-hmm. it because you can. Mm-hmm. Amen. And you will. Come on, you can and you will. Okay, we're gonna go in that section because. We spent a long time on pray. <laughs> so, anyways, we'll go right into that section. We'll jump it off. Um, what trait do you find sexiest in a man? Oh, yo. I love a man that can tell. And I guess because I'm a storyteller, but I love a man that can tell me a good story. Like, tell me, put me on to some shit. If a man can make me, like, learn something, I'd be like, whoa, I didn't know. Really? The Russians did what? Like. (laughs) That the Russians did what? I love, I love it. Like, yes. Talk to me. (laughs) Talk talk to me. Talk to me nice. Um, Anyways, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, So you've lived in New York City for less than a year. Well, it's been a year. It's been, it's been a, year. a year now. Yeah. Okay. June so, it was a year. It feels like three. Years. Okay. So what? Um, what has your sex in the city? What has your sex in the city been like? What has sex in the city like been like for you? Emphasis on the sex in the city. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know has it what? Been good? It's been. You know what? It's been good. It's been good. <laughs> uh, not. Oh. Ooh. Some people should probably listen to this podcast. Um, it's been good. I uh haven't had like that like wow 
little moment okay. yet. But I, I mean, had it. And I've been in nine years. So. Oh, okay. Well, it might not. You. It may not. It, it may. may it may take a while. It may take. Okay. Okay. Okay, I, I'll give it that. I'll give it that. But I mean, it's it's been good. But you know what? What's so funny is that when I moved here, so many women like, oh, girl, you about to be in New York. All these fine men. And I'm like, but they don't approach me. They will look. They'll send funny things in my DMs. Like, but they have no, like, get up and go. Like, I feel like I got approached more um, directly, like, in Chicago than I did in New York. And I was kind of surprised. Do you approach? By that. That's a good question. Nah, because I'd be chill and I'd be like, yo, if you want to talk to me, you're going to talk to me. Like, that's But what it. if you really want to talk to somebody? Then I'll approach. Okay. But lately I have I don't approach either. So I'm, <laughs> I, I'm talking. I literally, Amber, I, Amber, I can't even look at you right now. I'm so tired of you and your bullshit. <laughs> and, and, you, and you know, this, if, it's like, if I see you. I am working not, on yeah. approaching. Yeah. I'm working yeah. on it. That's one of the things I'm going to do more of in the coming yeah. months. I know, right? I know, right? Um, it's hard. It is hard. It is hard. Then, I, like I said, I feel like if you, I'm not good at small really, talk. Yeah. Surprisingly, I know people think I'm good. People are like you're a publicist. You're not good at. I'm, but I'm like, and anybody will tell you, editors, bookers, mm-hmm. whatever will tell you. I ask them the most un, like I will literally ask them e pray thought like questions because mm. I just don't know how to have. I don't know how to be like, oh, how's how's the dog? <laughs> Bitch, I don't care. I do not care about Jimmy. I don't. <laughs> Unless I know that dog is like the most important thing to you. Mm-hmm. If I know, mm-hmm. like, if I know that, yeah. But if I don't know that, I'm just gonna be like, so girl, you getting any dick this? <laughs> I'm not getting. No dick. But I think that's where. You don't need to be small talking a person that you're interested in. Mm. Like, I feel as though when you are talking to someone, you have to give them your full self. Right. Like and then like it's going to be more interesting. That person's going to remember you like they're going to be like, oh, you asked me about dick. Okay, okay, I remember this person. Okay. also, it's not like I also approach guys all the time either. But I will say that like Solange talks about this because, you know, I love her. She talks Mm -hmm. about how she approaches men and like she approached her husband Mm -hmm. um and usually people who approach who basically who you know shooting a shot they usually you know they usually win you know, mm. we can't just be sitting. I've been showing back. my shine DMs. <laughs> we just can't be sh- sitting back here. I have not been successful true. in that. Waiting for dudes to come to our homes. Mm. I think they should. I, I wish they should. could, man. Mm. It'd be so much. Come to my oh, house, please. Come in me. Oh, and bring food. Want to wrap your dick around me? <laughs> do anything. Anyway. <laughs> You're your number one dating rule. <laughs> oh, do I have any rules to begin with? Is the question. Um. Yeah, I mean, usually if I if I can't really if we can't hold a conversation, okay, then it's usually a no for me. Fair. Like, even if even if I want the dick, mm-hmm. if we can't like you can't see past it for even the dick. Nah, because I get bored easily. So I need to be, like, stimulated. You know what I'm saying? So if we can't have a conversation, like, then it's usually like a, ooh, nah, I can't do it. Can't do it. Wish I could say the same. Uh, 
<laughs> Wish I could say the same. There have been a couple motherfuckers that bored me, including Mbaku. Uh, <laughs> there's a young man named I nicknamed him Mbaku. We did not have... It was like bad conversation, but it was mm-hmm. the most thrilling, but uh, mm. I still went to his house and... Oh, child. Um, it was good. Um, not the best I've ever had yet, but anyway, it's not about me. Um, <laughs> since, but since you are black creators, what's the most creative thing you've done on a date? Ooh. Who was that? It's been a minute. You know, it's been a minute. You know, since I've been here, I haven't done really any uh, creative shit yeah, but on a date. Just in general. Oh, y'all making me go back. Look, girl, I'm looking for dating ideas. Yeah. There was... What did we do? (laughs) Um... Why can I not? I'm just drawing a blank because I feel like I have not dated in a minute. You know what, though? I will say um, this was actually nice, though. One Fourth of July. This was when I was in Chicago um, and like downtown be like lit, like literally lit up. Um, And so we went and got like all this picnic food Mm -hmm. and um, sat downtown like right by the water. And, you uh, are so Chicago <laughs> for water. And watch the fireworks like downtown and like was playing music and then a little. So that was a lot of fun. Okay. That was a lot Y'all of fun. Y'all fucked on, on the, on, in the pic, during the picnic? We did, but. <laughs> <laughs> the way you said a little, uh, I was like, oh, so y'all fucked. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, come cool. on. Um, and I ain't never fucked during a picnic. I ain't never even been on a picnic. Especially down, especially downtown Chicago at night. First off, downtown Chicago is like the best to me. My personal opinion is is the best skyline in the country. Like mm-hmm. the way the architecture is set up, mm-hmm. so it's gorgeous at night, summertime, shy, nothing like it. Um, loved it. Had wine and fruit and shit, and it was all cute. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, what sex and city character would you say you are? Ooh, yo, uh, Carrie, because especially like when it comes to like her and big, I feel like most of my significant situations, I just, I have this thing about like older men, which is funny because let me not say what I was about to say, but I will say I just like older men, um, especially these past couple years, I don't know mm-hmm. what it's like, but like if you somebody daddy, I'm like, hmm. Hey, how you doing? Um, See, I'm the exact opposite. I would, yeah, yes, I, I would definitely like not super it. young, but like younger. I love a nigga that's five years younger than me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know why, cause mm-hmm. they ain't shit. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Carrie. Yep. I'm Miranda. <laughs> I live in my truth. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cause I feel like Miranda's like me. Like we're optimistically jaded. Like, mm. We're, That's a good way to We're put hopeful, it. Mm-hmm. but we're still skeptical. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we we just like, we're hopeful that something is going to be different, but we're like, mm, probably not. <laughs> yeah. And I, but I, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. And I like to, like, Carrie, too, is also very, like, in her head a lot. Mm-hmm. 
but also she has and she, I, I've always feel like she always meant well but she always was kind of like a little selfish yes too. and I definitely have that in me look yeah. mm-hmm. first step is knowing hey awareness amen <laughs> <laughs> um mm-hmm. what would you say is the biggest difference between Chicago man and New York man mm. besides the lack of approaching that Chicago New York men don't Oh yeah, oh, lack of aggression. That's the that's a big one. Um, I would say too, Chicago men, they're like aura, like presence, a little bit more cooler mm. than New York men. Which again, I was surprised because like, oh, it's New York, but <sighs> yeah. I definitely think uh, Chicago men just have this certain like. Je ne sais quoi. Yeah, it's just something like I can't really put my finger on what it is, but it's just something like very specific. I don't know. Maybe because so many of uh black people in Chicago come from down south, so it's like a mix. Mm, fair. That may be it. That's true. That may be. That it. is very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, New York dudes are they're different. They are different. They are different. And you never know either. You know. See, here's the thing. I think there is like New York dudes and then they're like Mm. New York, New York dudes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And New York dudes, you don't know. You be like, you can be from anywhere. Yeah. Because New York dudes kind of take a lot of like they take on yeah, they're just Mm kind of like they take on whatever the whatever the vibe is. But then New then when you meet like because like I literally met somebody, not like on a date level, but I met mm-hmm. this young man. Um, I cannot remember his name for some reason. But he's from Brooklyn. I was like, oh my God, it's so I was like, it's so um it's so nice to be around like a real That's a Brooklyn, Brooklyn nigga. Like That's very, because very he was true. so Brooklyn. I was like, Why are you so fucking Brooklyn? Like <laughs> I feel like you gonna like run up on somebody <laughs> and like just take they 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 five dollars from yeah. their wallet. Yeah. <laughs> And you're not even gangster like that, yeah. but I just feel like you just naturally like you got it in you. Yeah. yeah, that is that is very true. And I sometimes forget that that mm. like a lot of dudes here, or that you'll probably come across, especially in this industry, like mm-hmm. that are not originally from New York either. And sometimes I forget that. Yeah. So I think that plays a big factor too, and like and that's why I'm saying yeah. mm-hmm. But also just like there's like, like I said, there's like New York dudes and there's New York New York dudes. Yeah. Now, and New York dudes kind of like they just go with the vibe or now, whatever. Yeah. Everybody. I will say New York New York dudes. I like. They niggas. That's why I them. like them. My goodness. <laughs> that's why I like them. a Jim Jones ass nigga. Hello. <laughs> Yes. Jim Jones is like my prototype for ignorant ass niggas. <laughs> my dream ignorant ass niggas, problematic ass niggas. Um, <laughs> last question. Um, mm, do you want to describe one time you were a poo bitch, or do you want to describe what you one thing you know to be true about love? Which one would you prefer? Oh, which one should I go with, Amber? Poo bitch is always good. <laughs> so when was the last time you were a poo bitch? This means desperate, clingy, digmatized. Because mm. I know he's never going to listen to this podcast. Um, when I was in Chicago, mm-hmm. this is probably why God saw fit to remove me. Amen. Um, but I was messing with uh, a certain somebody, again, older, uh, 
very uh, complex occupation. Ah, ah. <laughs> 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 Melissa, I've been meaning to tell you, you are a shady motherfucker, <laughs> but it's so organic. Like, it's just so, like, effortless. Like, it's just like, oh, this is uh, shady. Yeah. Complex uh, occupation. Six okay. kids. Ooh. Three baby mamas. God damn. But was six four, two hundred some plus pounds. He was beard. Fine. Mm-hmm. Like and it's a thing, like he wasn't e- he's not even like traditionally fine. He Never like a are. ghost face killer fine. Ooh. Like a real, like grown ass man. And um that was all bad. It wasn't all bad because it was real good, but it was still <laughs> It was still all bad. And I never forget when I was moving here, yo, he like flipped and broke my phone. And I just knew like that is it. I'm not I'm not fucking with him. No. Yeah. So He broke your phone? Mm-hmm. Oh child, the ghetto. Where he at so we can go break some of his <laughs> because we don't believe in that here. He's in Chicago where he needs to stay. Okay. Um, I'll be there for uh, but- Christmas. Ah, ah. Amber, shut up. Let me give you the address. So that was the last, that was the last time. Did he um, apologize? Or- he did. He actually bought another one. Okay. But that was part of that. I mean, the that, we ain't going to give him a clan, hand yeah. clap for that, but he bought another one. <laughs> but the him- poor ass niggas I'd be fucking with probably wouldn't even. Man, look. But yeah, that was, uh, that was I mean, first off, the three baby mamas alone was a... Did you ever have any run-ins with the baby mama? You know what? I did. Mm. Uh, real short story. I remember I was... Um, at this point, like, I, he had a, a Lexus truck. And I used every time I would see it, I just would go up to it and, like... Um, like, hey! Like, you know, knock on the window. So, one day, I was, like, saw the truck. And it was, like, after I had got, I got out of work early or something like that. So, I'm like, oh, bet he over here might go pop up. So, I'm going to go pop up. And as soon as I went to go knock on the window, I was like, oh, shit. So, she was sitting in the passenger seat. And she was like, yeah, can I help you? And I was like, oh, can I speak to? I was like, is so-and-so around? Just somebody random name. She was like, mm-hmm, no, I don't think so. I was like, oh, okay, no, I'm fine. That's cool, never mind. I'll just come back. I thought you were somebody else. She's like, okay, no, no worries, no worry about it. So did he, like, live around you or? He, um, his family lived around me okay. at that time. So I was cool with all them and comfortable with all them. So that's why I was so like quick to be like in front of his auntie house. Hey, oh, mm. oh, oh, oh. This ain't yeah. him. Okay. Yeah. So, hmm. Delivered. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was thinking about yesterday though? Mm. Um, Uniqlo nigga. Um, I remember one time. <laughs> yeah, I do remember one time though. I. I was like in Herald Square mm-hmm. and we didn't work nowhere near Herald Square and I was going out to a party and I like saw him and his girlfriend mm. and that like I was traumatized. Mm. And I remember another time like I bumped into him and his girlfriend so many motherfucking times. Like one time I was in de- like Fort Greene and I bumped into them like and always in random spots that I never mm-hmm. like like mm-hmm. you know there's some spaces where you like you prepare yourself like mm-hmm okay I could bump in here mm-hmm. but like these were times that like I was like I'm safe I'm not gonna run into <laughs> yeah. him not not in motherfucking 
at a random little small little spot in Fort Greene mm-hmm. nope. or Park Slope. Nope. Ran into them. Anyway. Boom, bam. Anyways, I'm, he wasn't yeah. my man, so that I'm so like I'm so lucky. I'm very I feel like I'm very grateful to not have had any type of experiences like that in New York. I, well, I knew the girlfriend. Mm-hmm. She worked at Uniqlo too. Um hmm. she didn't yeah, anyways. We Drama. didn't go together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to go bird confessions. Are you ready? These are rapid fire questions. Yep. Okay, put yourself in the mindset of a bird. Okay. That's always got to tell some of the, 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 the guest bird, your bird. So remember that. Okay, what kind of bird are you? Pigeon, dove, flamingo, or peacock? Dove. Really? That was the first one that came to mind. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, favorite ratchet song? Ooh, anything by Two Chains. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Two chains of Jeezy, cause that's my baby. Ooh, I love. That's Jeezy. how you know you. I love went Jeezy. to school in Atlanta. Cause anybody <laughs> yeah. who went to school in Atlanta or just loves love some Jeezy. I love him. Jeezy paid. Jeezy paid for my meal one time at um, Mr. Chow's. I will pay for his meal. I worked with him for like a, I worked with him for like <laughs> six know. weeks. It was a very like. Yeah. He has a presence. He does have a presence. It was a presence. For sure, I he doesn't really it. do it for me, but mm. I can see how he could do it for someone. Mm. He's fine. I love um, so, okay, who could get the ass first, street pharmacist or gang banker? Street pharmacist. Okay, <laughs> sounds like one already did. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I love <Okay>. flashback. <laughs> you didn't have to shade. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. We all somebody immediately came to mind. I'm like, um, we all don't fuck with a street pharmacist. I, the hustle, yo, they sound like the smartest people though. I mean, I haven't fucked with a street pharmacist, but I'm, I also haven't fucked with a lot of niggas. So I get it. I mean, well, it depends on what level they're at, but like the ones. But I've also like fucked someone's upper. husband, so you know, no judgment. Me, hey. Haven't we all? <laughs> <laughs> haven't we all? Um, Man. <laughs> Oh, child, the ghetto. Uh, <laughs> dream, speaking of that, dream ghetto love. Lauren London and Nipsey Hussle, Amber and Wiz, or Cardi and Offset? Oh, uh, Nipsey and Lauren. I say I'm a Nipsey and Lauren kind of girl, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I'm an Amber and Wiz, even though they broke up. Which I hate that. I thought they were going to really last. I thought they were going to go the distance. Mm-hmm. But I love that they still, like, love each other. Yeah, They, no, they fight sometimes, but they yeah. still. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um... Nuck if you buck or back that ass up. Ooh, nuck if you buck. Mm, Atlanta. Yes, you're right. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, Nowlays or Jolly Ranchers? Ooh, Jolly Ranchers. Okay. Who would you rather get impregnated by, Drake or Diddy? Diddy. Like, man. Diddy is a great dad. He he really is. Mm-hmm. I feel he like really he is, is a horrible boyfriend. Horrible. Mm-hmm. Horrible. But he going to take care of that kid. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So, loving hip hop or basketball wives or Real Housewives of Atlanta? Loving hip hop. Okay, which city? Ooh. You know what? Hollywood. Okay. Because I, you know what? I'm such a, I'm, I really like Ray J. I don't know <laughs> what it is. I mean, it's but that I, dick girl. <laughs> I love. Let's call I've a spade a spade. <laughs> I've that good Mississippi cornbread fed dick. So, but you know what? He's so right too. But he's also so funny to me. He's so entertaining to me. Like, yeah, I would go with that one. Okay. It's like a smart ratchet. Okay. With Ray look, J. he he look. 
them businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, bundles or wig? Oh, bundles. And I really don't do both, but like my head, my head gets so hot with wigs. Mm-hmm. I tried them and it just did not work. So if I had to choose, it would definitely be bundles. See, I'm a wig girl. Yeah. I've done like two drag shows. Mm-hmm. They are hot as fuck though. Um, both of them irritate me though. So. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Um, Cardi B or Nicki Minaj? Ooh, uh, Cardi. Okay. And I I say that with like a heavy heart <laughs> because it's hard. Nikki, Nick, but you know what? I was riding with like I was riding with Nicki, mm-hmm. but like this past year, I just can't can't get with it. Like I, there's something about I love Nicki, and yeah. I will always love Nicki. I think mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not the person that like the moment Cardi like I didn't I don't feel the right. need to mm-hmm. jump off a bandwagon. I've mm-hmm. always loved Nicki. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are just certain things that I just feel like Nicki really the bitch is crying out for help. That's that's what I think too. Like she really crying that's out for help, I and think I think too. that's the saddest part because mm-hmm. I also feel like while she's crying out for help, she's a person that won't accept help. Yeah. So like even if somebody was to be like. I'm gonna help you. Come on, yeah, come on. She would be like, Nah, nah, nah. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. This, this is where the problem with being a woman. Like, blah, 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 blah. And it'd yeah. be like, No, you just, you really need help. Yeah, I think so too. Because you've gotten your ass yo, redone for hello? the 15th time. And after like Meek, and then, and I, I also like fully believe, like not even to go off on a tangent, but you know, like relationships, when that shit don't go right or something happen, like that shit will really fuck you up. Mm-hmm. And she don't have back to back fuck ups. And then the whole thing with Meek and Drake, I'm mm-hmm. sure that was yeah. a mess for her, too. Mm-hmm. And then Nas, you know, ain't no telling what he carrying. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ooh. this different. Mm, so, he older? Mm, he's older. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mm. Mm-hmm. God bless the child. Um, Tyra or Naomi? Ooh, Naomi. Okay. She is. I mean, Naomi's Naomi. Yeah. Um, ass implants or lip lipo? You're a bird. Ooh, ass. I'm not saying that only birds get like ass, but I just, you just always got to put the brand. Ass, <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, listen, I feel like you got a little ass. bit, though. I feel like you got more than I do. I, mean, I, gotta, I feel like I got a, a good amount. But, so do. why, you just want more? You just want extra? Um, just I just feel like my lips are already big enough. Oh, no, ass implants or lipo. Oh, lipo. I think I would still do ass. Okay. I think I would, st- I would still do ass. You just gonna have just a humongous ass. Okay. Yeah. Uh, DR Columbia. Ooh. Where you getting your ass implants? Oh. Where did uh Mrs. West go? Was she in? I think she was in DR? LA or Hollywood. Did she go to LA? No, I feel like she was went that? somewhere in South America. Okay. She did. I feel like it was South America, right? I think so. I think it was Hollywood, y'all. It was Hollywood. Oh I'm yeah, because it was that black doctor. Yeah, it was Hollywood. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, then so these and these. Don't I think um Usher's okay. ex-wife. Tamika. The, Tamika went somewhere in DR or Brazil, and I was like, "Why? Hmm. You could go somewhere in America." Yeah. Well, she doesn't look bad. So I guess I would go DR. Okay. Um, Shout out to Usher. <laughs> baby fat apple bottoms or J Lo? Oh, baby fat Kamora the Queen. Mm-hmm. Come on. Vintage. Hello. Acrylic, regular, or gel? Mmm, gel. Okay. Just because it's a little bit safer. Not a little bit safer, but it's a little bit healthier than acrylic. Okay. After a hookup, Uber or Lyft? Oh, Lyft. Okay. I'm the, a Lyft girl, too. It's just the price been cheaper. It's been so... Uber... 
Uber don't fuck with me. <laughs> me neither. She okay. do not. He do not like me. Um, cause I had to make him a he. Um, <laughs> he do not like me. I don't know what I did. I must have fucked his daddy or something. Um, <laughs> IG model or video vixen. Ooh, what? Video vixen. Okay. Just cause it's a little bit more established. <laughs> You know? At the time, it was more yeah, established. You, know, you could do more with video. You, know? you could. You could. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, but if you were an IG model, which one would you be endorsing? Flat tummy tee, waist trainer, or fashion nova? Ooh, that's a tough one. My first instinct is to go with the tee, just because mm. I like tea. Yes, on brand, mm-hmm. on brand. <laughs> something you can really, something you can really. It's key to your. It's yeah. key, true to true yeah. to brand. Cause I can connect with it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it would be hard for me to do a waist training because actually I do wear <laughs> I wear a sweatband around when I work out. So I guess I would be a, a waist trainer girl. <laughs> that would be up here talking about uh uh-uh, uh get your waist trainers right here, <laughs> Keisha K. <K-O>. Uh, <laughs> yes. Shade room or ball alert? Ooh, shade room. Okay. Um, plan B or prayer? Plan B. From experience. From experience. Um, ah! <laughs> We're going to get to you in a second, Amber. <laughs> um, so, okay, so we're done with Bird Confessions. Before we get into our, our Zaddy of the Week, mm. um, Amber... Uh, <laughs> I cannot believe you want me to tell this story. So, Amber, speaking of Nicki Minaj... Uh, <laughs> To freedom. <laughs> so Amber tweeted that she um did you take the condom off and then said to freedom? Yes. Okay, y'all. <laughs> ah, ah, All right. Ah. So family, if you are listening, please skip over this part. It's only gonna be like 30 seconds. Um, so I was with a, a young gentleman yesterday. Is Amber's the only person getting um oh, and wait, Melissa, are you getting dick currently? Cause I don't want us to say assume that you ain't getting dick. Cause I ain't getting dick. <laughs> Never mind. I'll, I'll continue with my story. She pleased the fifth. <laughs> Go ahead. Em. Um. So I was with a young gentleman yesterday, and uh, this young gentleman is a uh, very well endowed. Um. Mm. And like my okay. dick pic. Well endowed or bigger? Not, no, 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 no. A little shorter, but thicker. Mm. Um, mm. I don't think I'm going to be able to. Not ashy. But anyway. Sorry, sorry. I hope this man do not listen to my podcast. He's going to be like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> okay, so the guy's very well endowed, but you know how sometimes like well endowed dudes be like, I can't wear condoms. It's not going to work. Does that happen to y'all or is that just me? No, because I just I don't fuck with well endowed niggas. Okay. I've heard that a couple of times. Okay, so I'm, I'm like, we're old as fuck. You're still saying this? But anyway, so he's like, oh, the condom. Oh, you can't come with the condom, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, we're still having sex with a condom, though. But, you know, I'll give you head. And so. um to compromise. Oh, yeah, because I'm not trying to get no STDs and I'm not trying to get pregnant. Um, you know, you can still get STD from here, but. Oh, right. <laughs> 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 My bad, 
because you said you are a real bird for saying like oh yeah I forgot about that let me rethink my strategy but I didn't want any vaginal STDs and so um so I was like I'll give you a head and so as I was taking off the um the condom Mm -hmm. and it was very tight okay Mm -hmm. and so I was like oh I see why you don't like to wear this it's so tight right now Mm -hmm. and then I pulled it off and I said to freedom did did you really say it in that way yes (laughs) and he didn't get it died laughing okay. I died like y'all I cackled and that's how I know he's not the man for me because he didn't know that mm. and didn't laugh at it I think he because he thinks like I'm like so pro-black it was on some like you know like black shit like slavery like, shit here she go or something again. Here, she, here she go again talk she about black shit suck, she can't even suck my dick without being black <laughs> so I think he thought it was that um but the way that I cackled was just, whew, that was so funny. But yeah, that was my night. Okay. Hmm. All right. All right. So, Zaddy of the Week, which is one man we would give our flower, we want to give our flowers to or our bussy to, whichever you prefer. Oh. <laughs> it can be a real man, a barista. Mm. A celebrity. I'm gonna go with Jeezy again. Still. Okay. I'm still go with Jeezy. There was somebody else I was thinking about, but I'm like, we're friends now, so that would be awkward to um, say that. Um, okay. But yes, I will it could be Jeezy. a friend too. I've named my friend. Yeah. Yeah, like, cause I don't want to fuck, 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 fuck that particular person. I love him though. Yeah. This is when it'd be weird. Yeah, it would be weird to still say his name. I'm, I'm gonna go with Jeezy. Okay. Mine's Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, mm-hmm. I was thinking about mm-hmm. who I was, but I, who I was thinking about on the way here. And then I was waiting for the train and I looked and there was a men's health magazine. Um, mm. And yeah, he looked good. He was good in chocolate. Mm. I, Ooh, I love chocolate. Mm. <laughs> Me too. Um, mm. Mm. Once again, I'm single, y'all. Please slide into my DM. <laughs> my birthday's coming up, too, so I would love some birthday dick. Yeah, when your birthday? November 7th. Okay. Yes, Scorpio Tiva. Yeah, um, Give me that dick. Um, you can wrap in a bow, too. Uh, <laughs> all right, Bad Bitch Hall of Fame. This is one woman we feel like deserves her flowers and has not received them. Who is your Bad Bitch Hall of Fame entry? My roommate friend Christina. Okay. Um, yo, she's so so so. She's like natural. You know how like you see people either like in passing or on IG, and you're like, oh, she's so fly, but they end up not being of any substance. Like Christina is like fly as fuck, but still like a woman of substance, and she's a lot of fun too. Um. And I know she's, like, trying to work out this whole, like, you know, just putting herself out there more as, like, a not, like, influencer. I don't know what other term we're going to use, but, yo, she's such a hard worker, such a good person, fly as fuck. Um, And one of those people who, like, her energy, like, that she shares, like, online, like, matches her real life. So, definitely shout out to Christina. Okay. Shout out to you. (laughs) What's her app? Oh, 
Oh, not to put you on the spot. <laughs> no, 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 it's cool, it's cool. I definitely don't, like, I know it, but I want to make sure that I am getting it right. Um, yep, it's like miss.cnh, so it's ms.cnh on Instagram. Okay. Yep. Follow her. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is going to be, oh, you know what, I didn't actually think about this. But shout out to my roommate <laughs> and the co-host. Yes, since you did your roommate, I'm gonna do mine. Um, and the co-host of the Oprah's podcast, Miss Tierra Hargrave. Um, Tierra's just really became one of like my closest friends. And I thought that the roommate situation would make it weird. <laughs> I was like, maybe we're gonna spend too much time together, but we spent just the perfect amount of time <laughs> together. You had to balance. Yeah, we still balance. And um, and you know, she been. She been growing. I've been proud mm. of my friend. Cause that's all people think that me and Tierra sit in the house and we twerk, but really all we do <laughs> together is tell each other how to be better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause we be like, bitch, you're you're, you're spiraling. Yeah. Get it together. That's what <laughs> really what, yeah. people think we're twerking, but really we're just like, hey, you're spiraling, sis. Mm-hmm. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, we we keep each other and um yeah. Give each other in point. So shout out to her. Um, so every episode we ended at the same way. Um, this is good bussy vibes. And this quote is which is a quote or something I saw on Instagram, usually Instagram or Twitter, um, even though I'm trying to be less on both on social media. Um it actually comes, it's pinned to Melissa's page, but it spoke to me. <laughs> to her Twitter. It's from Miss the the one and only Michelle Obama. Yes. 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 Um, our first job in life as women is to get to know ourselves. We don't we don't do that. We spend a lot of time. If we don't, I guess is it if we don't do that? It's not if it's in there. But anyways, um, we spend a lot of time pleasing, satisfying, looking out, looking out into the world to define who we are. There's a limited box that we are put in. If we live by that, we miss out on who we are. So I thought that even though it's, she's clearly speaking to women, I just think that it's important, especially because we just and what we're talking about, the whole idea like of kind of putting ourselves into it, whether it be our career mm-hmm. or our social media, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And I think for me in particular, I was talking to I was talking. I forgot who I was talking to this week. I might have been talking to my best friend, Keisha. Um, and I was telling her that I think like for 20 for 33 for this because i'm turning 33 this year Mm. this is the first year that i really don't want to focus on career or Mm. love because i feel like those are kind of been the Mm -hmm. for the last nine years that's been the only thing i'm like if it ain't if i ain't thinking about how i can get an artist on a cover or thinking about even to a certain degree the the podcast like oh i'm gonna get these viewers up or listeners up um I'm thinking about, well, you know, I'm looking and this nigga ain't doing this. And I kind of just want to focus on me and Mm. just live life. Because I think part of your your thing, I haven't gone on many vacations. I haven't really traveled a lot. I've done all this amazing shit. But a lot of the shit that the amazing shit that I have done has kind of done, which which I'm why I'm grateful to say I've like I've been to the Grammys and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. It still hasn't. um, I don't have a lot of I don't have. I haven't had a lot of life experiences Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. outside of like early life experiences. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They've all kind of been. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So that's what I'm going to be doing for 33. Even though, like I said, you know, I still want birthday dick. Um, (laughs) Once again, (laughs) DMs are available. Um, 
I feel like I should be using this podcast to be fucking. And plus, I mean, Mouse told me I should be fucking my few, my listeners. <laughs> I hate Mouse. <laughs> he really did tell me that. He's like, you should be fucking your listeners. And I was like, really, Mouse? Um, <laughs> I tweeted that. He knows. Anyways, um, before we leave, Melissa, is there anything you would like to promote? Anything that the listeners should follow or... I mean, no, just... Or anything uh, you have coming up or anything like that? Yeah, just, like I said, we just launched Kindred um, last week. And so you can sign up for our newsletter. If you follow us on either Twitter or Instagram, those are only two platforms right now. But it's We Are Kindred. It's K-I-N-D-R-D. Um, no E. And uh, also just follow Black Creators, BLK, you know, creatives, um, everywhere on social media. Uh, sign up for both newsletter lists because that'll be like the best way to kind of keep up with what we're doing and uh, where we're headed. Okay, cool. And follow Epreta on either Instagram or Twitter. Um, or for Instagram, it is a, a zero instead of a O. For some reason, Instagram doesn't want anybody to be like the actual thought. I don't know why. Hmm. It's so weird. They trying to hold on to yeah, it. Yeah, they like no, no thought in your actual name. <laughs> so you have to put a zero, but. Hmm. follow and then you know listen subscribe please subscribe to the podcast tell tell a motherfucking friend a thought mm-hmm. your mama your daddy your uncle cousin the nigga you fucking or the bitch you fucking whoever i don't really care um love y'all bye bye bye